Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. We got a fine, fine Wednesday afternoon show. It's hump day, which means we're all going to have sex here, live on air, uh, because it's videos on Patreon today, so we can do whatever we want. Mm. Dicks out, we can do whatever we want today, because Logan Stark is here and then you have a name that I can't pronounce. Jericho. Yeah, Jericho, man. Mm-hmm. Jericho. Like Jericho Cooper. Denman. Denman. Like the wrestler, not, yeah. The, yeah. not the city and one of the most famous stories ever well, told. Well, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, do you know Do you know if you were named after the wrestler or if after the Bible? I was named after uh, Turnpike in uh, Long Island. <laughs> were you really? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. That's, okay. That's where he was conceived, and there was like, fuck it. I know. <laughs> fuck that's, it, let's do it. You're real shifty, Jericho. dude. You been to jail? No. Come well, on. you were in the you army. You just thought the about night. it. I you spent just, the night. I was right, in like what a was drunk it for? tank. What was it for? Uh, like drunk and disorderly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and who got beat up? I don't know, man. I was blacked out drunk. I don't, I don't really know what happened. Man or woman? Oh, dudes. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. I, look, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I mean, I really don't know either. Okay, great. So, Where were you? What honest, city? This was in Columbus, Georgia. Oh, yeah. shit. I know. Yeah. Look, I'm from Georgia. It's a weird town, isn't it? Super weird. Yeah, it's like Aflac and a bunch of dudes with shaved heads. Yeah, and yeah. there's like a Waffle House, and, and that's kind of it there uh, in Columbus. Yeah, there's no redeeming qualities about that. Place. Nothing, dude. Zero. Nothing. Yeah. Fucking A. Well, welcome, welcome, dude. Thank to, you. to Austin. You got out of it eventually. I worked my way out, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't there very long. It okay. had little to nothing to do with my life. It, so this is the only place in- I've been in jail. At Rangers, well, not probably not at Ranger School, right? No, no, I was there for uh, I was there for BNOC, mm. uh, mm. basic non commission officer course. Sure, yeah, I was there for that. It was a weekend. Just got hammered and made some trouble. And you're gonna have some of that, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have some of that down there, Logan Stark. I had to put you on the other side. That's fine today. Too good looking. I didn't want you next to me, and that's no offense to you, um, but I feel like I'm easily better looking than you. Uh, him, not a prayer. I mean, it's fucking yeah. crazy, dude. The way you're aging is like Brad Pitt. I'm going backwards. It's kind of nice. It really doing, is. Doing the Benjamin Button What the thing. fuck is going on, hey, dude? I'm just, I, you know. Uh, I'm on Drinking Bros, but I don't do that anymore. You um, don't drink? Okay, is that what it is? Probably. Is that the That's secret, the dude? Thing, man. What made yeah. you stop drinking? Um, my liver just doesn't work anymore. No shit. Yeah. yeah it, it, just, it gave out? It just gave up. It was like, hey, no, we're done. Did you go into the doctor and say, hey, dude, I think I've got some fucking problems? Uh, I went to the doctor and I was like, and they did blood work and they were like, you you just can't you just can't do it anymore man like, yeah you can't drink sorry yeah. dude. but that's like, not the worst experience you've had with a doctor you remember that cunt in salt lake city oh yeah God. this dude yeah. like he he was he had some kind of fucking blood bacteria or something some bullshit it was affecting his immune system the guy's like you might have aids <laughs> dude the f- like, and what? like no. the guy just guessed that he might have aids what <laughs> this was like a minimal blood panel right and so i went to the the u of u uh clinic there in, in salt lake okay and i was having a, a ton of gut issues like like, I had no appetite. Mm. Like, if I worked out, like, I would just dry heave. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Yeah. So so I go to the clinic, and they do, like, a basic blood panel. And then he, like, comes back, and, and he, like, he starts asking me all these weird questions. He's like, do you go clubbing? Yeah, have you had sex with men? Frequently? He was trying yeah. to ask you if you loved cock without actually asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. Bathhouses. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't <laughs> think that I come off as, like, a guy that does does butt stuff with other well, dudes well hang on, but hey, hang hang on. on. based on looks yes you sure the fuck do 
Like you're a little too good looking to be straight. Yeah, dude. It's a it's a fucking coin toss. You and Matt. Like I should a, just be open to everything. Yes, right. You and Matt like, Bash. It's a fucking everybody. coin toss, dude. With the two of you fair, guys. Fair. I don't know. And if I didn't know better, I'd be like, ah, that guy probably sucks dick. Either way, well, it's, see, it's a problem in Salt Lake City because of how the people are there, right? Mm-hmm. But one thing you'll notice is if you look at Pornhub and their yearly reports. Salt Lake City is primarily known for their gay pornography, right? Because wow. there's it's fucking, all repressed. Yeah, there's so there's like nothing but repressed gay people there. And, yeah, and, sure. and just the if I remember right, just the overall frequency, like site yeah. visits in yep. Salt Lake City is like much higher than ninety nine percent of other American cities. Wow, uh, dude! Yeah, pro- <laughs> prohibition just never works. No, it doesn't. It and doesn't. It's, it's all bullshit, yeah. dude. Uh, so you go there, and the doctor's like, "Hey, dude." I think you might have AIDS. This was before uh, the blood panel even came back. He, he comes back <laughs> in the room. Yeah. He's uh, like, he comes back in the room. He's like, you know, your symptoms uh, co-align with uh, autoimmune disease. And I'm like, huh? Huh? <laughs> like, you did, You haven't even asked me any questions yet, man. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yo, like, you got here? AIDS, bitch. I, like, yeah. I have stomach issues. Uh-huh. Like... How how do you how does that one plus one equal? Because somebody's AIDS? been scrambling them guts. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Yeah, dude, but then yeah. like the that's why you can't keep anything down. <laughs> I know. Is that Dirk's just keep getting there. that wide on? You know what I'm yeah. saying? But he's like, but he was so nonchalant about it. And then he's like, well, you know, it's going to take a little while for the blood to come back. Like, do you want to wait or do you want me to send it? I'm like, I am sitting in this fucking chair yeah. until you come back and tell me what the fuck is going on. You should have yeah. told him like. Now I got to go fuck a bunch of people really quick, unprotected, of course. Of course, I'll be back in three or four hours. Well, that's yeah. how you. That's how you cure yourself of AIDS. I think you pass it along, and it's yeah. like the ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you. you Remember don't... that movie, The Ring? Oh yeah. You got to give it to the next person. Yeah. AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> AIDS. AIDS is the new ring. And according to this uh, uh, conversation we're having, or at least uh, based on it, I would say I'm more of a doctor than that asshole. The one that was telling you this. Oh shit. yeah. Well, yeah, to be or, fair, uh, I would actually agree with that. Well, to be fair, Dan, you would have guessed AIDS right off the bat, anyways. I would too. have said it to fuck with you, but not for real. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe that guy just gets his kicks that way. That would yeah, be maybe oh, that's how man. he got off. I hope that's what oh, it yeah. is. Yeah, I hope that's, that's probably right. He goes he, back in his basement at night. He's like, "Oh, this diagnosis was so good." He puts cam- his blood in, in in his hand and then jacks yeah. off with that. Dude, he's got a blood. camera in the corner of the room, <laughs> just recording the whole thing. He's watching it back later. He's like, yeah, look at how scared he is. Look at him. <laughs> so afraid. He looks like Freddie Mercury. That fucker. Yeah. Um. So, how long did it take to find out you didn't have AIDS? Uh, forty-five minutes. Okay. And yeah. what year was this? This was. 17? 17? Yeah. yeah. All right. God, so, you dude. Got a fucking steel trap in there. Well, man. he's been AIDS free for five years. <laughs> and I think that deserves a round of applause. Bless Delco, yeah. please. He's AIDS free yeah. for five yeah. years. Thank you. Thank you. But that started, uh, you know, that started the whole journey of uh, I never want to have to have that fucking conversation again. No, so. no. I've had it once with a doctor. Uh, so, LA, uh, 2000s. And I had that, that convo where I was just like, hey, dude, what's the line and what's the other thing? And he goes, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, you know, the one, the one thing. And he goes, talking about AIDS. And he was super cool. He goes, talking about AIDS. And I go, yeah, I'm talking about AIDS. And he goes, you gay? And I go, no. And he goes, you're not black. So you're all good. You just get the fuck out of my office. And I was like, oh, all right. No test or nothing or whatever. And he goes, I'll be able to tell, friend. I'll see you in a few months, you know? And I was like, well, shit. Um, and he was black. So, you know, a black guy told me that. Is there, I don't what, know the, this data. Rob, can you look this up? Is there a higher instance of uh, AIDS in the 
black male community than white male or Asian male? I think, well, hang on. I think it had to do more or less that it was in Hollywood. So I was living in West Hollywood at the time, and that's where my doctor was. So I what think does that have to do with anything? Uh, well, it's a, it's a huge, huge gay community there. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, but I'm not, I'm not straight versus gay, but black versus white. What are those? How, what's the correlation I'm not sure. There? It's, uh, bring it up, Bob. So the percentage, this is how people with AIDS uh, by percentage. So like, this isn't the percent of black people that have AIDS. This is the percent of people with AIDS who are black mm, and so okay. on and so forth. Uh, white people, 28% of 0.5 of AIDS havers are white. Uh, 40% Holy shit. Are, yeah. are black. Yeah. And he was, again, he was a black doctor. Who told me this, so. But that's not like enough Why? of a difference for. The, yeah, it is because well, in that population, area, the yeah. population distribution for white and black is 72% and 13%. So, so that's massive. Yeah, massive. that's a huge uh, fucking massive, disparity. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. But I'll never forget that convo. And I was like, oh shit. And you know, then I went on and just lived my life after that, obviously. But uh, yeah, luckily knock on wood, nothing came back. And then, you know, you hear about it from time to time. Charlie Sheen, obviously. Um, well, do you think that, do you just run into any new black dude you meet? Do you just assume they have AIDS? No, no. Sickle cell. Oh, I'm well, kidding. Fair um, enough, yeah. <laughs> no, but. Uh, and you can only uh, die of AIDS if you're fucking poor these days. Let's be real, right? Yeah, like, but I was living in like the biggest gay community and essentially mm. besides San Francisco and in, in all of California. So, uh, I mean, I guess it made sense at the time. But uh, congratulations, AIDS free, five hey, years. Come back you know? on year six. Well, it's dude. technically we'll do a thing been every day. longer than five years. It's been his entire life. He's been AIDS free. No, but five years is when you really knew. When I knew, yeah. And today's October twenty sixth. This is Logan Stark AIDS free day, and I want everybody to mark <laughs> that on their calendar. It's also my brother's birthday today. Is it really? Yeah. Happy birthday, Josh. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you're number two. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. obviously, I mean, you would hate to be born on nine eleven, right? Oh, because I can't celebrate two things in the same day. <laughs> no, well, we should. Like, why is why do people care about birthdays anyway? I have like, no it idea. is the stupidest thing. Like, nobody cares. Well, I'll tell you why. As a parent, so my best friend's uh, daughter's born on nine eleven, and he's just like, "Fuck, man!" I mean, he was beside himself. He didn't know what to do, and uh, and they tried to stop it. You know, and it was like, "Can you have it earlier, just a day later?" And it was just like, "The baby's coming." They tried to stop nine we eleven. We were. Yeah. We were. <laughs> tried to stop nine eleven. Um, I would. I would. There would be a Twin Towers cake every single year that Charles. Oh, that's what that's, that is exactly <laughs> what we told year. him too. I was like, "Oh, you're buying two cakes every and year." Every year, I, every year, I would walk in and accidentally fall, and they would fall over. <laughs> every single year, I would do the same joke every year. Happy birthday! For Eighteen fuck it. Well, until she, the wife and kids left, right? Which would be probably year one the best the best ones when she turns 11 it is the oh, numbers yeah. Yeah. so it's like the, oh, the towers cool. are the numbers and it's like then you're just putting two candles on top you know one on each and then you can knock it over what do you do for the candles on that thing you oh. put them inside <laughs> oh boy <laughs> you melt steel <laughs> my there's steel candles that melt um my hand this is why it's on patreon kids uh it always gets dark around here uh did you watch the fetterman uh, oz debate last night no no okay Okay, this was a train wreck uh, to the worst possible proportions. Well, you knew from the outset, right? Because he said good night instead of good whatever the fuck you say when you start a conversation. He opened up the conversations. There's no lie last night. Hi, I'm John Fetterman. Good night, everyone. <laughs> and then just Is looked it, in the camera like that. Good dead. evening? Yeah. I, nope. Just good night, everyone. And, uh, and everybody was like, whoa. Well, have, uh, maybe we should play play the debate yeah. in reverse after this to see if it makes sense yeah that's a good point actually <laughs> maybe do you have any of the the, the highlights here bob yeah, that you can pop up well, i'll start with the opener okay. Reverse okay, great. there we go as lieutenant governor you're running for a seat that could decide 
the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. As lieutenant governor. So that was the opening. And you knew you were in for a wild ride after that. So if you don't remember, he had a stroke uh, about six months ago, decided to keep on running, and then agreed to do this debate. Now, a couple weeks ago, he had a live interview on television with NBC Nightly News and Lester Holt and those guys. It did not go well. He has to read off a monitor. They've got to transcribe all the words. He will have to read those and then answer the questions afterwards. So that was in play before we even started last yeah. night. And a lot of people have been making or attempting to make a, uh, create a parallel between someone like that and like Tammy Duckworth, right, who's an Illinois senator, that bilateral amputee, helicopter pilot. It's like, yeah, technically, I guess they're both disabled, but... Uh, the job of a senator is not to run. It's to think and talk. Right. So if you can't do those two things, that seems like it might disqualify you from, from holding seems. office. Right out of the gate, I got to say, um, yep. never trust anybody uh, with a half goatee that is mm. past high school. <sighs> what's the rule on Couldn't that? I agree more. What's, yeah. a, what's acceptable there? Where do you go there? Flavor saver? Can you even get away with that? No. You can go f- uh, handlebar, I think. But yeah. you have to say okay. you have to say brother a lot and well, tell what people if, to eat what, Tom, what if Tom Selleck ran for something? Tom like, Selleck can do whatever he wants. Sure yeah, he's, he's, he invented the mustache, in my yeah, in my he, opinion. He's paid all the facial hair due as a human being can. Sure yeah. has. Yeah. Um, him and Dale Dale Earnhardt, like the top twosies, and yeah, uh, Dale's not growing anything anymore. Well, that, I mean, there might be a tree growing up out of his fucking casket. That's, but that's uh, about that it. turn three got him <laughs> at Daytona, and uh, R.I.P. Dale. Yeah, God bless. R.I.P. Um, by the way, you know people with mullets who have three dashes on the side of their heads. Mm-hmm. It's for Dale Earnhardt because he thought wore it was the number a, three. I thought it was Adidas. Man. No, I thought it, it was around before he no, passed. No, no, no. That was after Dale. So you got the three for Dale. On are the you side sure of it's not a Wait, are you talking about the stripes yep. or the actual number? No, the three gashes is for Dale. I think it's Adidas, and based on the type of people that have it, they're probably going to remove it now because they agree with Kanye. <laughs> no, 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 right? God, they dropped no, him. Adidas no, 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 dropped no. Him. I know, I know, Adidas dropped him, but the yeah. people that have mullets don't like Jews oh. mostly. <laughs> I, that's just a guess. I don't know if that's true. Which, or not. by the way, very off brand for it. <laughs> very off brand for Adidas, who was founded by a Nazi. Oh yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, is that true? That, that, oh yeah, and that's why they were the longest company to hold out. Everybody had dropped Kanye except for Adidas. They were like, well, how bad was it? Like he didn't put anybody in the gas chamber. Like I mean, they really waited. Yeah. Wow, until just the last second. Google Adi Dossler. Yep. Yep, that is a hundred percent true. BT Bates says that Brian Bosworth was doing that back. He's right. That's that was. It wasn't before Dale. Yeah, Earnhardt, the Boz, man, mm. the Boz. Was it three? Pull up the Boz. We gotta oh, look let's at the confirm Boz. this. Dude. He's known more for his haircut than his facial hair. So yeah, but we were talking about yeah on the mullet on the side there. The three dashes. It, did, did the Boz have three dashes? Because um, we're gonna have to count this up. We're gonna Look have to count the rings. Fucking meathead. What do we get? What's the answer, Bobby? What's the answer? Well, that's an X. Go back to the one with the three lines. Uh, there we go. Bottom left. There we go. Right there. Left. Oh, was that a Nebraska or uh, Oklahoma? Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's see. 
because that was his first days. That what the fuck? Who's is, that state trooper? No, they? no, that's him in a commercial, uh, in a Dr Pepper commercial, um, about <laughs> that, an hour ago. I don't that's think serious. those are lines. That's, that's just paint. That's just paint, brother. But it does look like mm, there's yeah. three of them. God, look at that. That's what steroids do. That's the potential, by the way. Yeah, that's it. That's your pinnacle. That's your peak. That's what you should strive for. If you're at home right now and you're thinking to yourself, "God damn it, man, I would love to take some steroids." That's that's the picture you hang above your bedroom uh, wall, like above your bed, where you're just like, dude, I, this is the best now, I could ever look. For me, it's Rambo, uh, the second one. Yeah. Right. First Blood Part Two, because okay. he's like on everything in that one. Yeah. 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 You might be right. You might be right. I'm not going to argue with you, but Bosworth had the size for it. Stallone's oh, yeah. a small guy. Sly. Yeah, he's he's teensy. Sly. I'm going to go tape my fingers tonight and honor the boss. Yeah, you, you should, should. dude. Yeah. You should just yeah, knock should. over your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like right when she comes in, <laughs> just fucking body slam her, dude. That was like, for boss, bitch. That was for boss, <laughs> worth, bitch. Is he still alive? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's just he's doing all these Dr. He's a Pepper commercials. Jericho. Yeah, he's, he was uh, in Austin for a while. He used to go to Lifetime Fitness all the time. Did he really? Yeah. At Lifetime? Yeah. That makes me sad. He spotted me a few times. Why does it make you sad? Really? Yeah, that's you, the best gem around. Why would that make that you sad? Spot? I would picture he's got a private guy, you know, private trainer. Maybe like Jeremy Hill, maybe or somebody he, like that. I mean, he's he's like quasi famous, like Dean Cain, so he likes to be recognized in public. I think that's probably a big thing for him to get recognized. I, well, in was it Delco? Like he, I knew who he was. Yeah. All right. Were you putting up more than him? Yes or no? Uh, I didn't see him. Let, we weren't doing the same exercise. Man, but when the boss is standing over you, do you say, hey, man, throw another plate on there just to show him what you got? Yeah, I added 90 pounds to my, my PR. Yeah. Goddamn right you did. Goddamn right you did. Um, Schwarzenegger comes into uh, uh, Gold's Gym on Venice Beach once a month. Once a month, and he'll only do chest. Uh, buddy of mine was in there, and he's like, dude, I threw a couple extra plates on. Like, I just wanted him to know. And yeah. I was like, I'm sure he knew. Why don't he, just, sure he just go up and punch him in the face? He's 72 years old. What the fuck's no. he going to do? So he rolls out with uh, two bo- like two huge bodyguards. Okay, cool. So you just got to punch three people in the face. Nah, so that's not fine. a prayer. Not a prayer you're getting it's to that a, guy. It's math. Come not on. a prayer you're getting to that guy. Uh, but the, the Fetterman Oz shit, uh, now after tonight's our last night's debacle, they said it is a dead heat according to the new polls, which means... Uh, Dr. Oz is probably going to win that one. Uh, one of the things I got wrong about this last week is uh, I thought Dr. Oz should uh, interrupt him and cause the screen to go banana dick on the guy so he'd have to read it. Uh, and I was being genuine when I said it. Um, after watching it last night, what Oz did was very, very smart. He let him answer all the questions, didn't interrupt him, and let the guy flounder on his own because of the stroke and just gave him that airtime to just fuck up for 90 seconds at a time. And that's the best strategy he could have done. One, he didn't come off like an asshole. Two, he let the guy drown on his own. Uh, And it was very reminiscent of Trump's mistake, I think, against Biden in that first debate where he kept interrupting Biden. Biden is old and, and would have failed on his own. He didn't need that. And I think he probably learned from that. So I was incorrect in that. And Oz came off uh, uh, very well spoken, but he's been on TV for 50 fucking years, so why wouldn't he have? And uh, and I thought that was interesting, but after last night's shit, uh, everybody's <laughs> turning on him. Pull up the cover of Drudge Report right now. Never interrupt your enemy when he's making a mistake. That was written 3,000 fucking years ago. Well, it's hard to follow, and he did it perfectly last night. Um, I mean, Dr- Drudge is pretty left now, and it's like, dude, for for him to turn and put this 
Uncle Fester photo of this guy up <laughs> on the homepage. Like, holy shit. What's dude. his backstory? Why is he such a giant, scary looking human? Uh, I don't know. His So his parents owned uh, an insurance company and he's kind of like a trust fund kid that had an Ivy League education, but pretends to be a blue collar guy. He's yeah. never had a blue collar job in his life. No. And he, 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 were, he was like an, uh, one of the owners of his parents' insurance company for a long time. And then he worked in the private sector. And to Dan's point, and, and he's, you've said this for a few weeks now, and I didn't know how true it was. Mm-hmm. Not only did Oz call him out on it last night, but he had the receipts. So he mm. said uh, that he got his house that he currently lives in with his wife and kids from his sister, and his sister sold it for a dollar and said that you can check the you know the deed records, which, yes, they do have records of that. And that was true. So everything you said about the trust fund mm-hmm. and everything else, uh, all of that checked out last night. He's never done shit in his entire life, ever. Except for pretend to be a working class union guy, which is kind of pathetic. Well, it's like Springsteen. Yeah. I'm working, man. Oh, man. I'm worth $700 million. <laughs> well, that plus, he, he doesn't look to be the age where you'd think uh, stroke is something he has to worry about. He, he, no, no. He's, I, he but, might have giantism or something because he's got some... Find a picture of his neck. He's, he's, got, got, a, he's got a huge uh, hump on the back of his yeah. neck. I like think a, he might have... I, oh, I think this it might was be the one a, where they did the pregnant emoji. Yeah, yeah that, we yep. did that on, a, okay. on Instagram. Yeah. I think, oh, that was you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that might be a vestigial twin that just never mm. came out. Could be. So there's then, like, it's like a little mini fetus right there. What was the Schwarzenegger movie where yeah. the, it comes out of the stomach? Quato, yeah. Yeah, qu- it might be a Quato. That, that's uh, uh, the one on Mars. What the fuck's it called? Total, Total Recall. Recall. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, might be a little Quato back there. Now, if that <laughs> if Quato came out last night and answered all the questions, no, Dr. <laughs> a movie that Oh, no, they did remake that, didn't they? They already did. Yeah, it was I feel like it, Oh, I've got... I told you about the two movies I want to get remade, right? Which ones? Uh, one of them is... Well, not remade, but Man on Fire... Right, Denzel Washington's character, oh, but as really? a but as a young agency dude, like, uh, like his a prequel. his prequels. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. If I it think, was Michael B. Jordan, yeah, that's why that's who I think should do it. That would be, be a dope. great fucking I ju- HBO. I series. just saw the trailer for the new Creed, and goddamn, dude, he's rad. Yeah, um, that movie looks dope. The too. other one was. Uh, Rambo prequel, his time in Vietnam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You put that on your social media. Time, like, what the fuck? That is I was the actually going to send time. that to Jericho because that's a best, great idea. The best prequel that could ever mm. take place Which would time? be a Vietnam movie about Walter Sobchak from The Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he was in. He was in the states, right? He didn't deploy. No, no, he was. He? he went to Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. The man in the black pajamas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Yeah. Uh, show him the hump. I feel like we should have a Jeopardy thing. Show him the hump. Uh, Who would play Goodman in that? That's tough. Who would Why does he look like a nightclub bouncer here? Um, that looks like everybody I worked with he in looked, college. That, that, he honestly, he looks like he's wearing a prison jumpsuit right here. Yeah, and he, he probably should be. He also he does look like a bouncer, but not like a nightclub bouncer. He looks more like a bridge bouncer. Like he comes out from under the bridge, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you got to pay cover, or you're not going to cross this bridge. The troll? You mean the troll? <laughs> the troll? Toll? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, who, would, troll toll. who would play a young Stallone? That's what we were trying to figure out the other day. Ooh. In the um, Rambo prequel, we couldn't figure it out. There's not a, there's not enough cool younger actors that are just men and fucking dope. Like who is it? Who's this crop that we have? No, I mean there's there's nothing. And Jericho and I were talking about this. Like the the giant Hollywood movie stars have gone yeah, away. So yes. Like, who, who's who's the le- who's going to be the main leading man in twenty years? I think it would be Liam Hemsworth or somebody like that. Right. He's already kind of yeah all the way though. May, I'm just saying somebody who is recognizable enough that Stallone would accept it because I don't know that he would accept some nobody. Yeah, and it's um, got to be a quiet, 
you know, yeah. it's yeah. got to be a dude like that. Yeah. It can't be somebody. Maybe, maybe Colin Farrell. Maybe he's too old. He's, he's like old. fifty now. It's true, yeah. man. Fuck. Yeah, you I'll fucking do it. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Maybe Tom Hardy. I think uh, he's too old too. That's not yeah. bad. He's That's also bad. pretty old. Yeah, he's he'd like forty five. I don't yeah, know if he could do he's it. He's older too. I mean, Chalamet's too. He's the best actor out right now, but he's too. He would have to bulk up big time for that. I don't think he would. He's a little too femme for me. Donald Glover. No, not a fucking. Well, he is great at stealing other projects, so yeah, yeah he might. Um, he might be. What about that dude? Fuck, what's his name? What they call him Blambo because oh. he's black. Yeah. Um, let's see. Don Glover in Whiteface. In Whiteface would be great. What? What for the um, for the Big Lebowski prequel? Uh, we get Jonah Hill to play John Goodman in Vietnam. Ish. You would yeah. think that Goodman's character was probably in shape in Vietnam. And not in a round shape. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Did he ever and, and, say what unit he was with? He was just in the Marine Corps, right? He was in the Marines, yeah. So he, he was kinda... definitely in shape. They don't fuck around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who's the younger under thirty crew right now? There there really aren't any stars. No, anymore. dude. Like I watched uh, Elvis over the summer. I enjoyed that. That Austin Butler kid is good. Dylan O'Brien might be a guy. But he's a little too good looking. Do you know who Dylan O'Brien is? Here's mm. young John Goodman. I'd pay attention to the left more than the right, but either one. Okay. He's a handsome son of a bitch. Yeah, he is. Kid Harrington could play him. Uh, yeah. Brown, not black, Kid Harrington yeah. could yeah. actually play yeah. Rambo. I don't, Kid I don't, Harrington, yeah. I don't, that might be a Rambo, dude. I don't know what he looks like with his shirt off, but he's a... Uh, he's, st- with steroids, anything's possible. He's the right height, though. They're about the same height, like through five, Christ, six. anything is possible, and through steroids. We're trying possible. to bring you the shirtless pick on. Of, you Kid have a shirtless pick of Goodman? We're no, Kid Harrington. Oh, Kid Harrington. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's just got to be able to bulk up a little bit. Yeah, he like, doesn't. It doesn't he have to be that crazy. really bad. Um, Pompeii movie, and he was jacked for that. Yeah, he oh, was yeah. jacked for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, this is from Pompeii. He, I, even like he was so shredded in that that I was like, "What the fuck, expand man?" Expand that pick, Bob, because that looks like it's in Braille. There you go. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Shit. he can do it. Yeah, yeah. He, he'd need to bulk Dude, up a little that, bit. That's to a go winner, winner, chicken dinner, right there. Yeah. Maybe when Rambo was in Vietnam, he was more sinewy than big. You know what I mean? He's in the well, look at, but, but look at the abs. Like this is the abs that Dan was talking about of like peak steroids, all the things. Yeah. This this is it. I think this is a good one. Who called yeah. this one? That's a good one. Uh, yeah. No. The gayest oh. guy on the on the set. Oh, hop up. Hop up. Yeah. No, he's a thespian dude. He he recognizes game on game. There. I'm proud of you, Bob. Hundred percent. I like that. Uh, Goodman is. Gay, I mean, we're just different types of gay. Yeah. Well, exactly. Um, exactly. Goodman's a tough one, man. Because you do need some form of comedy with it. Best yeah, actors some, under some, forty. Some some chops there, Who and it can't that? be somebody that's too like a Jake Gyllenhaal could get one of those kind of guys that can get ripped. But he, he's old. It can't be so well. He is old, but it yeah. can't be somebody that you would take too seriously. It's got to be kind of a goofball. I, think. I got I got one for you. It's kind right. of a wild card. Like, okay. Somebody like you know Walter is kind of like Dwight Schrute. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. going with he's probably just under the wire on this. Okay, Zac, Zac Efron. No, he's too good looking. Not he's, with his chin. The chin messes it up. Yeah. Dude, did he, you hear about that? Did you see? Oh it? yeah, his oh. new chin's all fucked up. He, yeah. He did so much human growth hormone, man. Cocaine. Like, if you look at the Disney photos of him, yeah. and then like how he is now. We just watched that. Uh, what was the? It's called Greatest Beer. Greatest Run, Beer. But it's yeah. The how was it? Movie. Ever. Is That's it really? Horrible. Yeah. Okay. Don't even bother. Okay. Because um, he was promoting that the other night, and uh, and he talked about the jaw, right? So what happened was, is he said he uh, blacked out, uh, smashed his jaw on his marble floor, and woke up, and it was broken and hanging off of his face, and then he had to get it surgically repaired. <laughs> sure. Um, now, what I had heard, allegedly, uh, he went on a fucking cocaine bender, and uh, was just fucking out of control, and then that's how that happened. So mm. yeah, that sounds dope. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess. But you, if you have you seen the jaw? It's totally different. He now. looks yeah. like Giga Chad. Yeah, it, it, it looks yeah. like a person you put in like a, a an avatar machine now. Like very, very strange. I mean, so much so that he had to address it for that movie you were talking about because mm-hmm. uh, they were yeah. doing press for it, and everybody was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" The is other this? part of this one we're not touching on is the voice. Like you've got to be able to do something like a sly voice without it seeming forced, right? And Lower. Yeah. Some of these other people on this list, like uh, uh, fucking James McAvoy's, probably probably could do it. He's bulked up before for roles, yeah. But he, you can He's if he does that voice, I'm gonna be like, dude exactly fuck but off it'll sound like Steve Carell in fucking Space Force where he's trying to sound tough all the time dude right. James Franco uh, yeah but he's canceled no he's no he's back he's, he's oh, shooting he back? a movie right now you sure. know who he's playing he's playing Fidel Castro in a biopic right Daniel, now what? Daniel yeah. Brühl would be a good one you know that guy Daniel Brühl uh, he's the German guy that was in fuck uh, his Inglorious Bastards yeah Inglorious Bastards yeah, he, was so the, he, was, he was the sniper oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the, yeah, the sniper guy yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he was uh, so yeah. fucking good his, so he's German and his parents are from Brazil Okay. You know what, still, do you know what that means? It means they were not actual Nazis. Yeah, he's an actual Nazi. And they well, they not escaped him. and lived. Yeah, but the whole family moved down there with Hitler when Hitler but he escaped. Could, he could do it. Yeah. He could do it. If Jonah Hill would lose weight, he could probably do it too, to be honest. Yeah. But I, he doesn't want to do that anymore. I'm in for so. Kit Harrington. Uh, Jonah no, I'm Hill, talking about for Walter's character. Right. Jonah Hill just signed on. He's playing John Daly in a biopic. I'm not amped about it, but uh, whatever. Uh, that's a tough one, man, because Goodman is so fucking unique, you know? Yeah. Like, who is like that guy? You may need to fucking just go completely off script. And, and just find somebody new. Yeah. yeah. And then use Walter's present character from uh, uh, The Big Lebowski as an explanation. Or uh, all the behavior of this guy turns him into that later or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You had to show the journey. Because I don't know if you're going to find somebody that can... Well, first of all, he wasn't like that as a private. Right. I hope not. Shit. Right. <laughs> in, in my mind's eye for the movie, he's like a clerk and works like way <laughs> yeah. behind yeah, the yeah. lines but then he comes back and he's like let's go the the most like pumped aggro bet ever yeah yeah <laughs> fucking a. that would be a great movie uh hollywood won't, won't they won't do shit like that anymore yeah. right when's the last fucking sweet war movie you saw um i can't even remember right well I, a- so i think jericho may argue this with me but i i think 1917 was yeah. Was okay. And, and there's, I guess it's not coming out in theaters, or it might just to get like some award hype. But uh, have you seen the trailer for All Quiet on the Western oh, Front? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that, that looks, like looks it's good. Be good. That looks good. I no. Who? What is? What is that actually? I have, have not you guys seen that seen, trailer. Seen the original? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I have not. It's so depressing. Oh, oh really? Like there's yeah. not like <laughs> more depre- there's, depressing there's, than Marilyn Monroe thing on Netflix. Oh, I didn't. I didn't watch that. Holy fucking that. shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's hot. She's buck naked. She's getting railed in like 15 minutes. But man, it is rough to watch. Yeah. I, I, I like the interviews that she did. It's like, I wasn't just doing this to get naked. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, that's all I cared about. Yep. So fuck sure off. Is. I don't give a fuck about Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to see your nipples. Uh, show me the, the, the poster for the Western Front movie. I want to see what this is. Um, I have not seen it. Oh, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix right now? Yeah, it it will be on Netflix. Yet. Okay. When is it coming out? Oh, no oh, shit. shit. Two days. All right. Sorry. Fuck, man. I'm all in. I don't recognize any of these actors except for Daniel Brule. I, it's foreign, I'm pretty sure. I think it was it is, made yeah. in the UK or something. Wow. It looks right. fucking wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Netflix is doing it. That's great. All right. Mm. Cool, man. It, it's pretty 
it's pretty wild to me that they picked that up because it's from the German perspective. Do you I know, know it's World what, War One? Yeah, two, t- but tell still. me the backstory. Do you know anything about it? Well, All Quiet on the Western Front is one of those. I think it was on the Marine Corps reading list, but it was. Uh, it's about it's, trench warfare. It, it's okay. like the World War One yeah. warfare book. And World War One for those who don't know was the, is the worst war that human beings have ever fought yeah. because our technology far outpaced our strategy. We were still mm-hmm. fighting in like columns and shit, but we had mustard gas and big ass bombs. Yeah. If you guys can pull it up there, it, there was a, a giant train gun that they had in world war one that had like a 40 foot barrel on it or something like that. My, uh, my great grandfather, <clears throat> pardon me, was in uh, world war one. And yeah. uh, look at that thing. Let's see this fucking thing. Holy shit. So they just built a giant cannon on a train? Yeah. Wow, dude. The other part is, unlike World War II, where certain people getting involved was necessary or right, like, this was just a game of meat chess. Like, this was just the last time kings were like, let's just kill each other. Yeah, and you're going head to head, body to body. It was all the victorious kids and cousins and shit. Yeah. What a cunt. All because of Franz Ferdinand. Like, who gives a shit? Like, that was what put the whole fucking world into war. Great band. <laughs> great, great man, horrible leader, horrible leader. Uh, yeah, my, my great grandfather was in World War One, and I, I asked him about it. I said, "How how crazy was it?" And everything. He goes, "It was fucking crazy," uh, but he goes, "It wasn't crazier than than where I was from." So we all fucking signed up and joined um, because you got to remember it was nineteen. I think he said he went in nineteen fifteen. And I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. And I was like, what were you doing? Uh, and he was like, I was cutting the heads off of chickens in uh, Tiffin, Ohio. And he goes, oh, 14. I was working at 14 years old. And that was my fucking job. And, uh, and he goes, it was awful. And he goes, driver's license back then um, were pencil. So I just erased the year. <laughs> so he went into World War I at 15 years old just to get out of cutting the heads off a of chicken in a fucking Fair. factory. And he goes, so at the end of it, which one was worse? And he goes, you know, I got to hang out with cool people and everything. I was like, holy shit, man. Just a different breed of people back then. You oh, know? yeah. There's a really interesting story that I stumbled upon when I was going to school at Michigan State. There was a, actually a contingent of Michigan National Guard guys who went uh, <clears throat> to World War One at the very tail end of it. And they were called the Polar Bears. And they got they went to Siberia and they got trapped there because the bay mm-hmm. froze and so they ended up fighting and this was right after the Bolshevik Revolution so like World War One is over mm-hmm. and this contingent of Michigan National Guard are stuck in Siberia and they ended up having to fight the Bolsheviks in the middle of fucking winter for like three fucking months. No yeah. way! Yeah, I've Holy heard that story. Shit. Like, what a mind fuck that would be. Like, yeah, victory, we're gonna go home. Like, no, you're not. You're, you're trapped in Siberia. In Siberia. Jesus Christ. And the Christ. Bolsheviks were fucking crazy at that point. How did they well, get out of Well, they did there? just watch their entire family get brutally fucking murdered. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. How did they get out of there? Uh, they just fought for until the thaw. And that was it. And then yeah. after that, it was just like, all right, deuces, yeah. we're gone. Go home. Huh? Yeah. Because I, man, I did a lot of weird shit when I was going to school. Uh, I started going to see guys at hospice. And I ended up uh, like I was trying to you know go chat with old World War II guys who had <clears throat> didn't have anybody to talk to and kind of living on their own. And I was talking to this World War II guy, and he had his uh, all of his brothers went to different branches, and he was a commo guy uh, that went to the Pacific. And there was this old photo up, and I'm like, what? That's 
who is that? And what was that? He's like, that was my dad. And he was a polar bear. And I'm like, what the fuck was a polar bear? And I started digging into the story because the Michigan State Archive had all this old info on this stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is one of the most insane stories that I've never heard of. And I don't think a, a majority of anybody that I know has ever heard of this story. That'd be a great movie. I wanted to do, like, I kind of started writing a graphic novel for it. Mm-hmm. I thought it would make a really cool graphic novel um, just because of the the political dynamic with the Bolshevik Revolution and how how we were uh, negating the trade with uh, the communists back then. And <clears throat> there was this really awesome um, kind of just globalist trade that had begun as a result of World War One. Um, and when you start to piece all this stuff together, you're like, it was actually kind of the first Cold War um, and it pretty much just extended right into World War II. Um and world, I know, in my opinion, like World War Run never really ended. It it kind of just was the antithesis for everything that came to be over the course of the next sixty years. Logan, you've been on the show before. You know we got some sponsors that put the shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, GhostBed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. Forty percent off that bundle package. Midterms are coming up. We got a live show November eighth. It's going to be a long one, kids. You still have time to get the adjustable base and the mattress combined together for 40% off. Why? It comes with a super sleek remote that you can just pop up into TV mode. We will be live on YouTube that night, and you can enjoy Herschel Walker running down the aisles of Congress and into the White House one day. He might be president, Dan. I'm not sure. Who knows at this point, but I know this, if you're going to watch the world burn, do it from a ghost bed. Now, if you want 30% off uh, a mattress, type in the promo code Drinking Bros, you're good to go there. And they're also going to give you two free luxury pillows right now. And the pillows are just as good as the goddamn mattress itself. Love, love all the products at ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. Dude, the sheets are underrated, by the way. Um, I can't say enough good things about the sheets. They've got this elastic uh, band. Kind of reminds me of uh, boxer briefs that goes around the whole mattress. And the sheets really stay on. It's hard to find good sheets in this life. I'm a big fan of theirs. They've also got a weighted blankets and, uh, and a cover. In case you're doing some butt stuff at home. I'll leave that up to you, guy or gal. I don't give a shit. Uh, but all these deals are at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Now, when you check out the bottom of the screen, you're going to see a 60 month pay as you go program. No interest as long as you have decent credit there. And all the deals that I mentioned are applicable with that. And you at home can walk out of there with a brand new, beautiful mattress set for about 25 bucks a month. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Next up, we got BlackBuffalo.com. Black Buffalo is one of those products that everybody steals. As soon as they're uh, here, Justin Melnick, Dan, took all of our fucking tins, dude. Yeah, he stole all of it. Every single one. And then he texts me, that son of a bitch. Uh, You might remember him, obviously, from SEAL Team. He's a partner in HardAFSeltzer.com. And our seltzer and all that stuff. He texts me last night and he goes, Hey, dude, can you get me like 30 of those and have them shipped to my house? And I was like... Hey, man, they're our advertiser. Um, mm-hmm. I have to buy those just like everybody else. 
So no, I can't do that. Uh, so he went to the website last night and bought them, and he goes, oh, they'll just ship them right to your house. It's like, yeah, what the fuck were you expecting? Does he not know how the internet works? I'm not sure that does, he does. He's part of a company that sells things on the internet. One would think. No. Um, you but, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, look, Black Buffalo is great. If you don't know what it is, uh, it's, it's one of those uh, new kind of uh, dipping products that's got natural leaves inside of them and it replicates what dipping is um and it's it's amazing so if you're out there and you're trying to quit smoking or you're trying to quit dipping uh it's great and if you're 21 or over and you dip or chew tobacco pouches or long cut you gotta try the tobacco alternative black buffalo Three-time Best New Products Award winner by third-party publications, Black Buffalo is everything you love about dipping, including the pharmaceutical-grade nicotine, just without the actual tobacco leaf or stem. It's dip, literally made from edible green leaves and food-grade ingredients with the same flavors and texture uh, as traditional tobacco products. No compromise. Uh, Black Buffalo sells products on their website at blackbuffalo.com. And is available in both long cuts and pouches. They produce a variety of flavors like wintergreen, mint, uh, straight peach, and even blood orange. They're born in the Midwest, but raised in the South. Black Buffalo proudly manufactures their products here in the good old U.S. of A. for adult U.S. consumers. They're proud supporters of our military, uh, veterans, and first responders. And all you're going to do is use the promo code DRINKINGBROS at checkout for 20% off your first order at blackbuffalo.com. And it's important uh, if you're out there that there is nicotine in this, and it does contain nicotine, a little bit. uh, And we got to say that. And at the bottom of the audio description, we'll also have the link to it. And Bobathy will put that in there. Last but not least today, D'Anthony, we got manscaped.com. You scape up, dude? Did you scape up? Uh, yeah, I stay shorn. Yeah, you have to. I like to keep it trim because, Same. Uh, you know, Same. it's it's embarrassing. Sure is. You know what I mean? It's like it used to be don't uh, forget to put on clean underwear in case you get in a wreck and you end up at the hospital. I remember that being kind of an anecdote when we were kids. Now it's like you got you to gotta shave and powder up. Sure do. Because the expectation for your, your junk is way higher. It's way days. higher. Uh, and also, let's face it, uh, you got a lot of pubes. makes your dick look smaller. Yep. And you're going to get 20% off at manscaped.com plus free shipping um, with that promo code DRINKINGBROS. 20% off at manscaped.com. And, and now they got some big boy shit in there. Uh, they got the whole performance package 4.0. Uh, big fan of that, dude. Um, so with Manscaped, it's for your family jewels. Can we just say that it's for your balls? Uh, we're trimming up your ball sack and armpits and all of those things. And uh, we're huge, huge fans of of uh of manscaped uh the performance package 4.0 has arrived man oh man is it a game changer inside the package you're going to find the lawnmower 4.0 the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer the crop preserver ball deodorant you're hearing that correctly the crop reviver toner the performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold all your goodies like a dop kit. It's awesome. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and, dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. Yes, I do. 
Their fourth generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400,000 LED spotlights. Uh, that uh, will give you a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor and uh, and just do it in your fucking bathtub if you want to. Uh, if you thought that was good, uh, wait until you take their grooming game even further to the next level. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. We all have that. We've had it forever. It's also the best in the biz. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides a propriety skin-safe technology, which, help, which uh, also helps reduce nicks, snags, tugs, and all those delicate nose holes. And then their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, fellas. Your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in uh, two free gifts in their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Uh, Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself and go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code DRINKINGBROS. Uh, Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DRINKINGBROS at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code DRINKINGBROS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Last but not least, uh, Hard AF Seltzer, by the way, .com. Uh, we will be live uh, back in the online store next week. Uh, hurricane issues are solved down there, and I heard there is still some OG flavors left that got protected in the warehouse from the storm, and we'll give you the full uh, 411 on that next week. When we're on air, but uh, man, good on those guys. They wrapped it up. I didn't know if, if they lost everything, but uh, they were good to go. So some of the, the OGs are still there, which is rad. In the meantime, we're in over 100 stores in Tennessee at regular price. So go into uh, every single store you can in Tennessee uh, on hardafseltzer.com. There's a store locator. Type in the zip code of the city you're in, and it has a nice Google Maps feature that'll take you right to the store, and you can stock up 8%. We're in the middle of a recession, damn it. You need to get blackout trunk. Drunk, or both trunked and drunk. Who cares? Take a fucking trunk as well. Go to hardafseltzer.com and find the store nearest you. Well, what was it? Was it a 14-year gap between one and two? Uh, one so, ended in 1918, and uh, two started in, I mean, tactically, I don't think it started until 19, well, we, we joined in 42, but... Uh, 39. 40, 39 is the invasion yeah, of okay. Poland, uh, but the Japanese invaded Manchuria in like 32. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, there's a couple different starting and, points. And Hitler started preparing, like he started his uh, his youth camps in what, like the early 30s? Well, 33 was when he got arrested, right? Yeah, right? I mean, and yeah. They, they took Czechoslovakia and Austria in like 38, 37, something like that, so... Okay. You know. Yeah. Uh, and, and were you at Michigan State after the military or was this yeah. before? Okay. Yeah, right after. Um, and so going there was obviously probably cathartic because nobody talks to those guys and at least you have somebody to share stories with. Because at Michigan State, it's all fucking white, you know, hippies and shit like that that go to school there. Yeah, I, I felt very out of place. Um, and I actually went there. Um, it's so, a fun school in East Lansing. It's fun. No, it is. It was it was what I wanted to do. But so um, my 
my, I'm sure people are going to judge me for this, but my form of therapy. So I, I would go to what you would call a medium or someone who's you know, a psychic. Uh, yeah, yeah. They communicate with the other side. And that was more cathartic for me than going to see a psychotherapist essentially. And this medium would like kind of give me different tasks and stuff like that. And one of the things I said is like, you'll get a lot out of going to see uh, and trying to find out and trick veterans in hospice. And so that's why I went to go try and find people in hospice um, was because of that. No shit. Yeah. Uh, and so looking back on it, did any of the things that she said about your life come true in the future? Um, it's, it was never really like future predictions. Um, and maybe that says a lot about what it is, but it's always like known truths that I know that nobody else knows in, in the present. It's not, it was never like in the next five years, you're going to do this or you're going to do this. It was more of a, here's where you're at right now mm-hmm. that, that I'm seeing. And it, it wasn't like, you need to go become a doctor because that's who right. you, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and I just, I always like felt more comfortable doing that than like going to talk to somebody who's like trying to dig into my combat history or something like that. Yeah. I understand. I, we had a, a psychic on the show back in the day on Ross Patrick Revolution. We had her over to the house and then we did the show and then we recorded it in two separate, separate segments, me first and then my wife. And then we would ask her about shit and then see. If yeah. it matched up later on down the road, and uh, and it definitely didn't. Yeah, it definitely didn't. Yeah, uh, it's always <laughs> like you know, and I I pick this apart because I'm a skeptic myself. But it's always just like, how do you feel after that experience? Like, like, do you feel better or like, you know, I'm not gonna like go pursue crazy things in my life, but like, does it help me to talk about myself in a different format to to try and digress and like digest what you're going through in the present? As opposed to like going to somebody and they're just like sitting there and like listening to you talk about stuff that they have no idea about. It always just made me feel better than the alternative. Yeah, I went to one in LA. Somebody I was dating at the time uh, was like, hey, we got an in for this celebrity psychic or whatever. And we went. And uh, there was a crazy feeling in the room. I will say that. Uh, everything she said about her ended up coming true. Uh, me, nothing. And, uh, uh, but there was a different feeling and it, it is better. I, I agree. It is, it's a better experience and a different experience than going to a therapist or something like that. Yeah. Or you can just eat a bunch of fucking mushrooms and save yourself the interaction. Sure. With the tried that being. though. I, but we've all tried that. Right. Um, and it depends on who you are as a person. Like I think for somebody like you, uh, who's an introvert, like I think that works right where you don't need, I think it would be awful for you to go and sit and talk to somebody where i think for logan you don't really mind doing that uh or me neither but you've you've always been able to figure it out on your own and i remember doing the very first interview with you years ago mm-hmm. in a hotel room and asking you about it and how you treated yourself with acid back in the day mm-hmm. um but you did that on your own that wasn't the, at the advice of a doctor correct no yeah i don't think any doctor would advise an 11 year old to start taking lsd i don't either i mean if i were a doctor i definitely would which <laughs> <laughs> is probably probably why i'm not but it was always doctor. so like this doesn't like it came about like it's always just been a part of my life like i went to go see the first psychic when i was 15 years old okay and who took you, your mom? Uh, it was a family friend uh, who did it. And there's a couple weird things that happened in, in that one that I was like, I wasn't like, I, I walked out of that extremely skeptical, but there was a couple things that were kind of undeniable and uh, specifically like 
some electrical stuff that happened. Okay. That I was like, it felt different. And I was, it was just enough of a breadcrumb for me to like become curious about that. Yeah. 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 And I've, I've kind of just over the course of my life, like tapped into that every once in a while. So is there anybody you're seeing now? Yeah. Okay. In San Antonio or Salt Lake? Uh, Salt Lake. Okay. Yeah. Salt Lake, I feel like that, that world up there allows that, right? I don't, in San Antonio. Well, it's hard. No. To, it's hard for most of the people there to criticize somebody else's crazy beliefs. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's true. <laughs> the bar has been set pretty high. Oh, dude, yeah. it's so true. God damn it! But yeah. I think doing doing mushrooms, going down to the jungle, and doing mm. plant medicine has like opened me up to be more interested in it in mm. general. Because like you go have a jungle ceremony and you're seeing stuff kind of similarly to what you're hearing when you sit down with a psychic. You're like, this is insane. The stuff that's going through my brain right now would never be here if it hadn't been for me trying to pursue this kind of experience. And it's, it, it has definite parallels and similarities. And, you know, if it's, if it's mushrooms or it's the other thing, you know, one, I, when I do mushrooms now, it's like, it's very ceremonious. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not doing the microdosing. It's like, it's like an all in sort of thing to, to try and like get deep into with, within yourself. Well, I can say this from a friend's standpoint. It's definitely changed you. Uh, when I met you, you were very quiet. You barely said two words. And now you're more outgoing and thoughtful and able to have thoughtful conversations with everybody. Where before I was like, man, I'm pretty sure this guy just murdered a bunch of people and just has never said anything about it. Yeah. So interesting you say that because my first ceremony, which came about because Dan linked me mm-hmm. up with stuff. And that's where I met Jericho down in the jungle. Um was as soon as the the medicine hit uh it was the most wonderful visual display of i call it like a like a 4d kaleidoscope mm. all these sh- shapes and colors shifting and morphing and you feel like it's all around you right and it was just like i was just in awe like almost like almost heavenly and and you're just you're just so excited to be doing this. And I remember just like, you just feel kind of like blissful. You feel love. You, you feel kind of untouchable in this moment because you're experiencing this thing that you've never experienced before. And then I snapped out of that. And all of a sudden I was sitting in this tree in the middle of a jungle and it was beautiful, vivid purples and greens and, and all the trees were dark and I could hear the sounds of the jungle all around me. And then all of a sudden this bird bird thing like flops down in front of me as i'm sitting on this branch and it had uh the black plague mask uh-huh. um but it was a bird and like i remember looking at it, it was like it looked terrifying like i was like i should be scared right now but i wasn't scared you know what i mean and then it's like hand wing thing comes up and it starts cutting me open like right at my throat and I remember like, oh man, like I should be terrified and you're feeling, your body is feeling all these things with the plant medicine at the time. And it picks up this like glowing crystal and it puts it inside of my throat and then it stitches me back up and then it takes off. And I was like, you know, I tried to figure out what the fuck that meant yeah. for a long time, you know, but we, you know, we digress and talk about it. It was like, it was almost like this, like next step that you're taking in your life to where you're going to have a much stronger voice. It's going to allow you to spread sort of a message um, and and get out there. And God, I think that came back and Mm. came on the show shortly thereafter. Yeah, you did. And uh, I I don't think I got into that story specifically, but it was almost like this. Okay. Now it's time to begin this next kind of step within your life. 
And this is where you two met. How was your experience then doing it, Jericho? Yeah, my experience was not nice like that at all. It was, <laughs> I, would, I would describe it as like the most terrible night of my life. The first ceremony, at least, you know, it was like <clears throat> the most unimaginably terrifying. And this is ayahuasca, uh, by the way, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was horrible. Um, <laughs> it was horrible. That's the best way to put it. Like being in and feeling like, it, you know, there's a lot of, there's a there's a hippie woo woo side and there's a science side and then the hippie woo woo side is like oh you're experiencing you know generational traumas because mm. I I had stuff happen to me in these visions it's never happened to me before I'm like that that wasn't me I'm not reliving a trauma and that but the hippie woo woos will be like oh that could have happened to your great 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 grandmother because you experienced seven generations of trauma well how how does a fox know how to be a fox right. Yeah, Their genetic memory is a real thing. Whether yeah. it, whether it's calculated to the seventh degree, that's that, that part's made up for sure. But yeah, there's certain there's certainly something to yeah. That. They've done studies with mice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I experienced a lot of that, like a lot of the how to be a fox stuff, mm-hmm. but like how to get gang raped, you know, like, and that was the I'm world sorry? that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. Uh, you want to repeat that last part for me? Well, there? there's not instructions, but like I was literally in my visions. I felt and was like in being. Rape. A, a gang rape by dude yeah. by dudes like dudes like giant cockroaches like it was fucking horrible okay and uh did your asshole hurt no no there was no real physical uh sensations with it it was all in your mind but it was like the most the most scared you could possibly feel the most shame you could possibly feel like all of that just like and in, in hindsight now is because i was resisting I was yeah, resisting yeah. the medicine. And yeah, like, your, your brain. Well, that's part of it too. But you know, it may be on a grander scale that you were resisting confronting some fear or shame you had in other parts of your life, right? So yeah, that, there's a lot of carryover from that yeah. stuff. There's, but it kind of leaks out. I mean, you apply pressure and stuff leaks out. That's that's what the drug does. Yeah, yeah. But then there were you know other parts like you zip out of there. This probably only took two seconds. You'd zip out of that, and then you're you know standing and looking at the most beautiful vista you've ever seen before and i had a bird man come and visit me and like hey i'm your friend and like oh okay i feel like i'm a part of things um same bird no mine didn't have a mask or like sharp hands or anything or it wasn't vaccinated either yeah okay i just just checking bird was unvaxxed yeah Um, no mask unvaxxed his bird (laughs) yeah yeah triple boosted vaxxed of course fucking mask yeah yeah, yeah, Yeah. but it was uh the first night was extremely terrible, but then the the subsequent uh, ceremonies we did after that were great. What did you guys do? Four and seven, four and eight days, or three and seven days? Four and eight. Yeah, I think yeah. It was. So yeah. what is that? Every other night, then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then from there, uh, you guys come back, right? Uh, you've been here for a while, obviously, and everything else. And then you found like a, a, a new love in life, which is jumping out of planes. So last time you and i had chatted uh you were like dude i am fucking hooked on jumping out of fucking planes and i obviously follow you on instagram and everything else and uh it seems like it is your passion now like you're all in yeah i'm i'm trying my damnedest you know it's one of those things where uh you know we we've been talking about doing this for a while where a group of us from black rifle all go through accelerated free fall together mm-hmm. right it was very much a pipe dream and then all of a sudden some stuff lined up and, and we went and did it. And it was how um, we kind of hooked Jericho into black rifle. And it was there, there was a lot that was feeding into it. Um, and one of it is like, it's just such a crazy activity. You know, it's, 
it's essentially beginning the death process every every single time that you do it and you you have to trust in yourself that you're going to make the proper decisions in that 60 seconds to get your canopy up and th- and then you're going to make really good decisions really quick to get that thing out of the ground you know you go from a, essentially being a bird to being a pilot really mm-hmm. quick and that <clears throat> that whole process um you you can't think about anything else during that time. It is 100% like all that you are is centrically focused into this one activity. And that is so rewarding to be a part of that thing. And then, you know, I have this, like I've developed this really good relationship with the earth over the last couple of the years in the form of hunting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so this like having this new fascination with the wind and the sky and you can figure out how to fucking fly. Like it's the coolest thing to me that like you can manage and manipulate your body and you have to be in touch with your physical form in such an intense way to be able to manipulate yourself in order to fly through the sky. Right. Um, it, it just be, it's such an astronomically unique activity that I couldn't help but be hooked into it. And then we had such a huge competition factor, like six of us from, from black rifle all went through the accelerated portion yeah so jared was here right afterwards uh he thinks he tore a rotator cuff um he was like bro it was brutal um i mean he was in a lot of fucking pain when he was here (laughs) yeah and and he was just like you know it's it's not for me and he did five jumps and he moved on with his life and (laughs) that's fine you know but there was this you know we call it the vampire effect uh-huh. At black rifle when when people start dropping off and it's the same thing that happens in selections when you're going through that like like you suck all their energy out of them because they're quitting or they're failing or they got hurt you know what i mean and like that kept happening and lo and behold the more you do this thing the more comfortable you feel in it and you you go f- in the span of a couple of weeks from like holy shit i'm so scared and terrified to do this thing to like just being like okay i'm processing it not that I'm comfortable doing it. I'm still not comfortable doing it. Um, but you're processing it so much better. And mm. it like it's so rewarding <laughs> to be into that mode where you're like, you can feel yourself developing and becoming a better human throughout this process. Like I, It hits all these cool human I, wickets. Yeah, I think that's how I go through life in general. Not Not necessarily affected by life, but experiencing it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't feel the same romantic attachment to a lot of things people do it's it's kind of bizarre yeah yeah um yeah i think it's a good thing right like that's kind of how we we it's just like memory your memory is not really what happened your memory is your recollection of what happened which is not the same thing you know what i mean and as things pile on over the years and you forget things learn new things that influence that your memory is complete bullshit so forget about the telephone game your own brain doesn't work properly right so why lay your foundation on that shit yeah the uh hackworth uh colonel hackworth said Mm. you know that quote Mm. two guys in a foxhole they're both going to have different versions of the firefight they were in but both of them are true yep yeah you know yeah and so you know we go through this and jericho and i both hit our 25 jumps within the couple weeks that we were there so we get our a license and we can go out and do this packing your own shoots and all that stuff haven't i'm taking no. everything in stride okay you know and um i was actually talking to our joseph the guy that's been running cameras for us where we've been jumping um like it's it's something that i really want to do but it's like i'm trying not to kill myself in this process mm-hmm. you know and so i'm trying to take everything in stride but we'll get there you know yeah. what i mean like it's still like you're flying an object yeah a fabric through the air and like i'm 
really in the progress of everything, like very canopy oriented right now and trying to learn that. Um, but then we, we get through this and we keep jumping and Jericho and I just kind of become fun jumpers, you know, and it's a really cool place to like experience America from a different perspective. You know what I mean? Like I've obviously, as we were talking about earlier, like not the biggest fan of Salt Lake anymore, but the drop zone in Salt Lake is like my favorite place to go because you're jumping between these two awesome mm. mountain ranges and the great Salt Lake is right there. You're 13,000 feet in the air flying at over a hundred miles. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And you, you get all these awesome chemical dumps and then lo and behold, uh, couple months later jericho and i get this opportunity to jump in this triple seven project where these guys are gonna break the world record jumping into all seven continents as fast as possible to to break the record and do it to raise seven million dollars for folds of honor uh that gives uh funds to children and spouses of both first responders and guys killed in combat so it's like holy shit this like all of a sudden this thing that we were doing for fun and to do cool shit with your friends like can have a profound impact for decades to come and affect the youth and give opportunity and you're like you kind of feel like you're you're in the flow of like something that's supposed to happen and all these things are kind of aligning for mm-hmm. you all of a sudden you're like man i'm i just feel so lucky that like all this stuff lined up and it is just awesome to go and talk about this thing you know and, and like hopefully like you know maybe it's not jumping out of planes for the next vet or, you know, driving rally cars really fast, but there's something out there that's going to give you that looks uncomfortable. That's going to make you so focused on that moment that it's going to apply lessons in other areas of your life. Yeah. Well, what's the inspiration for going to all seven continents? Cause um, there's seven of them. Oh, there, there's seven of them for real. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, I think and, so now. And that was, that was the one thing where it was just like, well, there's seven of us. There's seven. Technically continents. there's seven Let's and a half India and some other parts are considered a subcontinent, but, but you're, then, then you're going to need a half a person, right? Uh, well, we've got, we've got half. We got plenty. Yeah. What you, you send over Tammy Duckworth. Um, <laughs> yeah. Full circle. We call that a callback joke in the biz. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> your welks for that. Um, but that's very cool. So, you know, out of the seven, obviously my mind goes to Antarctica. How do you jump in Antarctica? With a lot of layers. Yeah. It's uh, going to be, I think they said it's going to be negative 75 at altitude when we jump. Holy and, fuck. Yeah. And we were, me and uh, Andy, Andy Stump's doing it as well. And I'm in this of the same mind as him, but a, a punch of a, I'm like, why don't we just go up to like 3000 feet, jump, pitch our shoot and, and land instead of doing the whole kit and caboodle. Cause mm-hmm. it still counts, but these guys all want to do the whole thing and like probably get frostbite on the tip of their nose. I was going to say, man, that's if you're going to do it right. That's the one spot where I don't know how you top that story unless you hike like Kilimanjaro or something like that. Like how do you top skydiving in Antarctica? But what would that require, like he said, to, to cover up your face and make sure your nose doesn't fucking Just wear burn a off. fucking yeah. thick balaclava. You're wearing goggles anyway. It's not that big yeah, of a deal. You, well, you, normally we would wear like a full face helmet, but mm. it's so cold that mm. the helmet would that like That shit will freeze over, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it you can't like wear that. Frost yep. would form on the mask, yeah. so we can't do that. And we could only find two videos of this happening on the internet mm-hmm. of people skydiving into Antarctica. And like one, one of the guys... I'm sure he regretted it later, but he goes head down 
Mm. which obviously you'd increase a ton of speed, uh, which makes everything colder. But like you see his, uh, they're just wearing goggles and an open mask helmet and you see his goggles start to come off and you just oh, know no. all the air is just getting in mm. his nose and snot's just coming down. I'm like, okay, so we got to prevent it'll, that from happening. The temperature will decrease what fucking it's and, and that, five degrees. Yeah. But in that, when it's, feet. when it's that cold, it's, I think it's going to be quite a bit more. I think it's uh so that when the troposphere gets, that cold i think i'm pretty sure that it the temperature uh goes up faster but even then it'll be five degrees every thousand feet so yeah, yeah man, there's some gnarly, there's, there's relief waiting for you just don't go head first that's that's crazy uh, yeah Why would you do that? and are you guys are you guys going to video the entire thing the process and all that stuff because how do you get a camera uh to work in that that kind of weather gopros will work like that yeah in minus 75 yeah they actually some well not not at minus 75 they wouldn't work better but at like minus 30 is their optimal yeah it just kills batteries really quick yeah okay so like you just can't be rolling the whole flight up and we'll only be in those temperatures for literally like 50 seconds Mm. you know before we pitch and get on the ground to where it's warm a warm negative 35 yeah uh, where can everybody go and donate and and uh, and see this happen? Actually, yeah, it's triple seven triple the word and then seven the number dot smart dot com is the master landing page for donations. We'll put that link in the audio description, Bob. Um, but we're doing um, we've got a full documentary crew for this thing. Uh, the guy that made Blair Witch Project is mm. actually directing it. Oh yeah, fuck. Really? Uh, yeah, that's uh, funny, man. Is there going to be a scene at the end where you're one one person standing in the corner of the room with? Yeah, just a bunch of sticks. Snotty nose. Then, then just a walk, bunch of sticks. Then you walk in. One of us is going to disappear on every continent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one person left. And the then end. there's one at the end, and guess what? They get all the money. Yeah, it's a tontine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think what you guys are doing uh, as far as like extreme sports and all that stuff right now at Black Rifle Coffee is super fucking fascinating because... Uh, I don't know if you heard, but ESPN earlier this morning uh, actually sold off their majority stake in the X Games. Uh, and I feel like this is moving to other platforms uh, and streaming and social media and everything else. And it feels like Black Rifle in particular uh, is kind of at the forefront of that, of bringing these athletes uh, back into the mainstream where, you know, they don't have skate videos anymore. You don't have... Uh, rally car races like you guys are doing or people jumping out of planes from different continents is this all intentional uh, and is this something you guys meet uh, about on a daily basis there at black rifle coffee yeah it's intentional for sure and you know i know that there are people out there and we went public in february and it's like oh are these guys fucking sellouts and are they just gonna take a check and run it's like no we're actually going the opposite direction to where it's like you know you probably couldn't tell me one like guy that works at monster that does something cool you know what i mean to dave like, monster dave monster is who they named the yep. company after yep. but dave monster um, i don't know about the rest and fun fact he's actually a real monster yeah um <laughs> yeah he looks just like john fetterman if you look him up uh, uh but no you're, you're right i i can't look you you see the three you know claw yeah. marks on somebody's helmet but i don't fucking know any of those people yeah so it's like well let's let's at least a few of us let's take this approach we're like we're you know we're working for the company but we're like also you know the quote-unquote stunt guys you know Mm. we're the ones doing it yeah you know and so you get to like have a personal connection to these dudes that have been a part of this brand for the whole entire time like that's what i would like to see out of companies that you know well i mean it's like purchasing from if if all those athletes had actually been executives at red bull you know what i mean yeah yeah because that's how they blew their brand up is by I mean, it's affinity, sure it's affinity based marketing. Yep. So what they did makes sense. I don't know that you could 
inorganically replicate what Black Rifle did, though. It just happened this way because everybody's a crazy asshole, you know? Yeah. yeah I mean, it, to me, it seemed like a natural progression just mm-hmm. based on knowing you guys for years and years. Uh, and it's and your interest. Uh, you know, Jared's always been into this for fucking ever. I mean, that's Jesus Christ. The car stuff for sure. Well, oh. Yeah. I mean, like, let's and just look at the, the motorsports and action sports area that we've gotten into within the last year here. Like, okay, so we got fucking Travis Pastrana. Yep. Um, we got Noah Gregson, who's yep. just fucking crushing it. Crushing it in NASCAR. J.L. Archer just did a fucking triple backflip. Mm-hmm. B.J. Baldwin is fucking. Seven time just, now. Desert yep. champion. Just fucking crushing. So we've got like. Okay, is Bucky Lasik on your roster too? Yep. 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 yep we got Love Bucky. Bucky. Yeah, Love man. Bucky. And so it's like now we got all these like organic, authentic relationships with these dudes. And, you know, it's it's another one of those things where you're like, oh, dude, it kind of feels like we're in it. Like we're doing the right thing because all these dudes are winning and they're performing really well. And it they like s- sponsors that are actually like interested in what they're doing and like want to be a part of their lives. It's, it's something that you don't see too often in the relationship between a business and the athletes. And I'm trying to like flip all that on its head. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys are doing a great job of it because the content has certainly stepped up. Uh, the, I don't know who your cameraman is. Jesus Christ, that guy needs a race um, because some of those events, it looks like people are going to die. Um, I mean, especially this rally car shit you guys are doing off in the fucking woods. Like, I would not get in a car with Travis ever again. I've done it once and I'm you know, all good on that. Even the big wrecks, those cars are pretty fucking sturdy. I know they don't look like much. I know they are, but it's like, why? I take would be the more risk? worried. Like, F1 was at uh, Coda this weekend, yes, this past yeah. weekend, yep. and there were like 500,000 people that showed up for that event. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. like. Uh, Brad Pitt was there. Yeah, that's like Sonoma Raceway numbers. Like, mm-hmm. that's not normal. For, no. for F1 in America, that's not normal. It's getting fucking huge. Now, I guess that's the next step, although Frisella's already in It's F1. huge, yeah. and then the reason why Brad Pitt was there is he's actually doing an F1 movie, uh, and he's the lead of it. In, he's playing Dave F1, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Was that um, Ferrari? There's a massive uh, director attached to it. Fuck, I forget. Yeah, I saw this last Blanking night. On his name. Too. I can't remember. Um, you can pull it up, Bob. Uh, just type in Brad Pitt Formula One movie, who, who the director is. It's somebody great. Um, who specializes in all that shit? It says right here, it's your fucking mom. Oh, is that my mom? No. Interesting. So, What's up, Diane? Director. What's up, Diane? Uh, great director. Oh wow, untitled Chris Cornell documentary on Brad Pitt's list here. Interesting. Oh, he's always doing that, cool shit. He was playing. That's B. been that Chris Cornell doc has been in the pipe for like. Five it's got twenty twenty one. That's who uh, it is. It's the director of uh, Top Gun Two. Yeah. Um, thank you, Bob. Um, What's the name of yep, the Kaczynski. movie? Yeah, he does all the uh, Mission Impossible's. Yeah, Did you know it gonna, all, it's all real shit. Those fuckers are gonna do the first movie in space. In space, yeah, twenty twenty four, I think. Yes. Um, well, they're they're hoping to go sooner. There is one uh, in competition from Russia, uh, and it's like a weird sixties thing again, where it's like awesome. oh, we're going to space exactly. Yes. So Tom Cruise is going to do it. They have the approval. What, like two thousand one Space Odyssey or something? What do you mean? No, remember when they were racing to to get to the moon and Sputnik and all that stuff? So Russia is trying to film a movie in space as well before America is. Like that's a fucking big deal. Uh, really isn't. Uh, but Tom Cruise has the permission. They have the script. Uh, it is Elon Musk who has approved it and let him let him use all the shit. And uh, and I forget who the director is. It might be Doug Lyman. Um, but uh, with that, uh, would you ever jump from space like the Red Bull guys did? Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm. Um, th- there is a possibility for a stratosphere jump. No shit. Yeah. Is that something you guys are working on? 
I don't want to say too much, but I, okay. and I can't because I can't say for sure that I'm going to be involved, but there is some stuff that could be potentially happening. Well, when you watched it live, because I was watching it live that morning. Um, the Felix jump? Yes. Fucking gnarly. I thought the guy had blacked out um, at a certain point. I don't know if you if you saw the footage when it happened, but uh, I thought he blacked out, and I was like, oh, shit. So they actually cut the feed during that jump <clears throat> live. Really? Yeah. Of him, they just if you remember and you go back, I, I don't think the who, who the said life, this. Um, a couple of the buddies in the skydiving community, no, so there was shit. like a there was like a code word, it was something stupid, like does anybody have any milk? Um, when he was in his flat spin, uh-huh. so Felix's big thing was that he wanted to be the first human to break the sound barrier, yeah, which, yeah. which he did. Yep. Um, he went over 700 miles an hour with his body, which is fucking so cool. Um, wait, sound is 400, right. No, he went sound seven? is seven something. Is that right? Bob, can we look that up? I thought up? the speed of sound was 400. Mm-mm. Maybe I'm, I may have speed made that up. Speed of sound is, uh, that's seven. annoying, 343 meters a second. Which so it's like 730. 767 miles an hour. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 767. Damn, wow, so he went dude. over that. Uh, but he got in a flat spin for a while, um, and they didn't know whether or not he was going to recover. So if you stay in a flat spin, uh, your eyeballs will come out of your fucking head. I fucking knew it, dude. So when I was watching it, I was like, I think this guy's fucking dead. So what what did they do? Just jump cut back to him? Like, yeah. That after he, no he got way, out of the dude. spin. Yep, Holy shit. And th- yeah, they it's lost impressive that he was able to time. get out of it in the first. Like, have you, ever, have you ever been running and your feet come out from under you and all of a sudden you black out and wake up on your back? Like, it's, yeah. it's a, a, a split yeah. second. In the air. Yeah. It's a split second, but your brain can't process that right it just can't so yep. it just shuts off and you just see black for a second yeah 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 now yeah. if you're seeing all black and you would feel the fact that you're in a spin but you're still able to adjust out of that that's pretty fucking dope man. when i was watching and his breathing was so fucking labored and i was just like man i don't think i think something's wrong uh, yeah. so now that i know this holy shit and then dude. yeah he was trying to talk and it wasn't discernible what he was saying no for, for a part of that and then I think he got back to like 50,000 feet, if I remember right. And then he, he, he came to. Holy shit, dude. And so you want to do that? Yeah, kind of. I mean, <laughs> dude, so like, look, the first person he broke, um, Colonel, God, I can't remember. Look up the, the original Colonel that did uh, the jump back in the 60s. Uh, a test pilot. oh yes 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 uh, was, they brought him up throughout the special yeah yep, yeah he was he was the uh main project uh lead for felix's jump but so when he was going up um his glove uh had a leak in it and so his hand swelled to double its size shit and he didn't tell anybody because they knew that they would cancel the jump mm. but he still did it. i don't can you look up the original altitude that so they what happened to, to his one? hand it just forever Swelled up no it it decreased it, back down as he came no back down shit. to altitude yeah but God he did damn. that in the early 60s i believe that's so gnarly, and like man. dude you you look like that guy yeah that guy had fucking balls like <laughs> us going up to altitude now like it's been done like there's there's a lot more technology the spacesuits are much more advanced than they were back then obviously so um obviously it's a still a huge fucking risk but it, it's it's not the balls that that colonel had to fucking do it back in the 60s. You know what I mean? For sure. Is this the guy, Nick Piantanita? No, that's not it. Because he did his jump in 66, and it was from 123,000 feet. It might have been Dave Spaceman. Yeah, um, Dave Space. Yeah, it might have been. might have been. Oh, we'll never know. Oh, Col- colonel Joseph William Kettinger, the yep. second. Yeah, Kettinger. Okay. Yep. 
Yeah, he was a command pilot, a career military officer, retired colonel in the United States Air Force, and he dived from a high altitude balloon. No, no shit. No, that can't be right. Yeah, I did. It was 102,000 feet. Yep. Because he, he was... Oh, no, that was a different one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he, he jumped out of a fucking The test. first guy died. I think the second guy made it. And then, uh, yeah, dude, I, I, watching that special now, I was like, holy shit. I didn't know any of that. That's yeah, it, it's really... And, you know, man, like, that inspires the fuck out of me. That dudes went and did that, you know, when the technology was where it was. And, I, like, I look around today, I'm like, man, who's really doing super inspiring shit? Like, what did this dude do in the Air Force in the 50s that got him Kicker. multiple yep. silver stars, a legion of merit, a distinguished flying, well, flying cross? Makes sense. Maybe he got shot down. He was probably no, like sh- a fighter pilot in World War yeah. II and then became a test pilot in the 50s. Uh, I, I, I heard it was aliens. I heard it was aliens. Welcome yeah. to Earth. He killed 38 aliens. Um, 20, <laughs> 24 air medals. That's a lot, man. Like, wow, how, sure. how do you even device that thing up? You've got to put a second ribbon on. There's no. I think you just put, 24? You put a 24 on it. Maybe, yeah. I don't yeah. know how the Air Force does it. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Yeah, what would you do for that? Fuck if I know. I think you put the, there's a device that's the literal number, and you put the device Oh, really? There. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe. You don't okay. crust it out with diamonds? Actually, I can look. Yeah, you got to right. get that diamond encrusted, Doug, you know? Get a little 2-4 and all diamonds. <laughs> that would be the funniest thing to see dudes with diamonds on their ribbons. And, you know, you've earned it at that point. <laughs> you know, you've earned diamond status. Um, and I think that'd be a nice thing, right? It's like, hey, dude, you're now diamond status in the military. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, now's the point in the show. We get to the drinking bro of the week, which is someone who has inspired you or helped you become the person you are today. Logan, you've done this numerous times, so Jericho will let you do it today. Uh, who is uh, the drinking bro of the week? Who is someone that has inspired you or helped you uh, become the person you are today? Uh, I think in, in the context of what we've been talking about today, I'm going to go with a guy named Clint Trial. Um, Clint's a... Former Marine, double. Well, are you allowed to say that? He's no. a Marine. Okay. That, uh, Always. Double, uh, <laughs> uh, double amputee. He came out when we were learning, uh, when we were doing accelerated free fall, he came out and like coached us. And then he ended up doing his first skydive post injury. He'd done a bunch of jumping before. But I always say Clint's one of those dudes that every time I'm around him, I just think what a piece of shit I am mm, because yeah. he's just the most thoughtful, like courageous, brave, giving person i've i've met in in recent history so i'll go with clint trial for now awesome awesome uh we'll tell everybody logan uh the name of the websites one more time uh and that way they can they can try to help you out and and get you flying up in antarctica yeah triple seven uh number seven uh dot give dot com awesome yeah awesome well thanks for being here man every time you come back dude uh you keep growing as a person. I'm trying, It's man. great, dude. You're fucking, you're no like the nicest human you in the world. No yeah. AIDS. No AIDS. No AIDS. So October 26th, mark your calendar, kids. It is Logan Stark's No AIDS Day. And we should uh, rename this episode. Forever be known that. Should rename the episode AIDS Scares and Ayahuasca. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. Bob, are you good with that? AIDS yeah. Scares and Ayahuasca. I think that's a good one. And, uh, and if you're out there at home uh, and you're looking for something to do next October 26th, <laughs> go to a doctor uh, and see if you have AIDS, just like Logan did. This is Logan's No AIDS Day. We're proud of you. Thank you. We are. I appreciate it. Go to Thanks, iTunes, rate the show five star, leave a quick review on uh, Spotify, just a, f- a five star, and you can just walk the fuck away at that point. It's all the advertisers care about. Uh, we greatly appreciate you joining us tonight, kids, for D'Anthony D'Anthony Holloway. Logan Stark 
Cooper. We're just going by Cooper. I feel like I've known Coop. him my whole That's life. Cool. Coop, Coop Dog. Yeah. All right. Coop Dog. I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone. Mm-hmm.